You're listening to a Church Doctor production. You're listening to the Big Church, Small Church podcast with John Hunter. Conversations and tips for churches to engage in outreach communities to reach new people for God in your neighborhood. Welcome back to the Big Church, Small Church podcast. At Church Doctor Ministries, there are many challenges today that the local church is facing, and we want to inspire and equip you to start outreach communities to reach people in your town or in your city. Uh, Please like or share this on social media if you've uh, heard something that you have uh, learned or been inspiring to you. Um, That would do us a great favor, and we'd appreciate that. And also make sure you go to the Send Movement Dot com to download your show notes today. Awesome. Well, hope you're doing well. Um, this is our second episode in this season, and today we are going to look at the topic of peaceful people. We are going to look at who is it that you are supposed to be witnessing to as Christians. First, I want to talk a little bit about witnessing in general. For the most part, Christians do not have the gift of evangelism. In the church, we've tried to create evangelism teams. We have tried to tell everybody that they are evangelists. But evangelists, the gift of evangelism that the Holy Spirit gives the church is actually a, a small number of Christians, and um, some range it around you know, 10%. Um, evangelists are especially gifted by the Holy Spirit to be like double-glazed salesmen for God. They're good at memorizing Bible verses They're really good at taking complicated parts of the Bible and giving it in a really simple way so that people can understand the Christian faith. And they're really good at at praying for new people to come into the kingdom of God. Now, most people are not evangelists. However, everyone is called to be a witness. In Acts 1.8, Jesus gives the command, you are my witnesses. This is what he gives as a charge to the church and, and through the book of Acts, you can see this outplaying is that in the New Testament church that everybody plays a role as a witness of Jesus. They are a witness to the good news. And again, this is the, this is the job or supposed to be the job of every Christian today. But what does a witness actually do? Who are they? Well, I want you to think about a courtroom. Think about a modern day courtroom today. You've got a judge. You've got... Um, Uh, the witness, um, you have the jury, but what is the witness's role um, in the courtroom? Well, a witness, what they do is they testify. They give a first-hand account of what they heard and what they saw. They paint a picture of what they experienced. You are a witness of God because you have a relationship with God, right? You have an experience of Jesus. Jesus has done something in your life. You have what I would call a God story, right? God has done something in you that that that's a reason why you are a Christian. And that's what you should be sharing with other people. What is your experience of Jesus? And that is what you are to share your relationship with God so that other people can start a relationship with God and turn their lives over to Christ so that they can too can be saved. Today, I don't want to focus so much on what a witness should do or how a witness should be, but rather I want to focus on who we should witness 
too. And I think that is the start of the witnessing journey is I think it's, it's so important that we find the who we witness if we're going to have success in reaching people for God. In Luke 10, Jesus sends out 72 disciples. He sends them out to bring the kingdom of God to the local area. He says, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. And right there, I think it's something very interesting that Jesus says. It's not that people aren't interested in faith, but he says that the harvest, that there, there are lots of people out there that want to know about God. But actually, the problem has to do is there's not enough workers. There are not enough people bringing the message of Jesus, the good news, and the, the, the news about the, that the kingdom of God is coming into the world. And he says that, that we should be on our knees praying that, that more people would be sent out into the harvest fields. And I think it's a lie that, you know, maybe that the devil wants us to believe or that, that the world wants us to believe that there aren't people out there that want to know about Jesus. We, we, we kind of, we pray that, oh God, would you just prepare people's hearts, right? That, that people would turn back to you and this nation would be turned back for God. I want to tell you right now, I want to challenge you that there are people right now in your town and in your neighborhood that want to know about Jesus, that the harvest is plentiful. When Jesus says the harvest is plentiful, the harvest is plentiful. He's not lying. All right. There are people in your backyard, in your neighborhood that want to know about God. The problem is we just need to go out there and we need to be witnesses for Jesus. Are you willing to be a witness for Jesus? When I was living in England, I went there. Uh, I've told this story on a, a couple of different podcasts, but I went there to do a discipleship year um, at a local church in Sheffield, England. And in Sheffield, there are no other Americans. And so as soon as I would open my mouth, people would know uh, <laughs> that I was not from England right away. And I'd usually get asked, are you Canadian or are you American? And I'd say, I'm American. They'd say, what are you doing in England? And I had three different reactions from people um, as I told people why I was there. Um, and it was a great opportunity to witness the people. I would basically tell them uh, that I was here to do a discipleship year course. A lot of them would be like, what's discipleship mean? And so I'd say, look, I'm, I'm just here to like invest in my faith in God. I uh, believe in Jesus, and I really want to grow in that relationship. And um, I also um, want to learn how to share my faith with other people because I, it, it means so much to me. And I had three different responses. Uh, number one, people were just uh, – they just weren't interested. The conversation either went quiet or it changed topic really quickly. And these people are really polite, but they just didn't want to know about God. They didn't want to have a conversation about faith. And that was fine. So I, I would just talk about the weather. I would talk about how much it rained uh, in this last year, which, trust me, British people love to talk about how much it rains because it always rains. Um, second, uh, the people would become either really aggressive or they just talk about how much they hated the church. Either they had a bad experience about church or they had been burned in some way or they they just thought that religion was evil. And so they, they thought all religion should be just condemned um, because there's a lot of atheists in England. And, you know, and, and then I would not pursue that conversation anymore because 
Sometimes they were my barber, and I also didn't want, like, you know, a big hole in the back of my head or something like that. Or the third experience that I had is that people were sincerely interested, and they asked questions. In Luke 10, Jesus tells us to look for people who promote peace. These are people that, like how I said, that, that people who are sincerely interested in what you have to say when you share about faith. Uh, these are people who will listen to you. Jesus says the people who don't listen to you, what you do is you shake the dust off your feet and you move on. You can't win every single person for Jesus. We don't have enough time. We don't have enough energy and we don't have enough resources to reach everybody, but we can spend our time. We can target the people who are peaceful people, people who are open to God to a certain extent. I would like to describe these people as having warm hearts for Jesus. Sometimes people have warm hearts or sometimes they have hard hearts. If people have hard hearts, they aren't receptive to hearing about Jesus. But if they have warm hearts, they have the right conditions um, to, to receive the message of Christ. To see if people are, are open to God or not, you will need to be able to read their spiritual temperature. And I like to think of the idea that you have a um, kind of a, a, you can develop a spiritual thermometer inside of you. You'll be able to gauge quickly when you try to witness to somebody, when you share your God story with somebody, whether somebody is either too warm or whether they're too cold. Um, or you'll be able to see whether they're just, they have the right um, conditions um, to share about God. If people are too hot, they'll blow up and they'll be aggressive. If they're too cold, they'll just be disinterested. But you are looking for people who are peaceful people, who have warm hearts. They're the ones that are interested in faith to a certain extent. Aggressive people or people who don't have the right conditions, it can be like um, discussing politics on social media. You can tell right away that the conversation is not going to go down uh, well. And so it's so important to find the people who have this right spiritual temperature. And they are the ones that have the, the right heart, right? The warm heart. And these are the people that you should spend time with. These are the ones that you should be developing a relationship with. If people don't have the right spiritual temperature, you can actually push them farther away from God. And that might be really hard because it might be a loved one or it can be a really like a close friend. And these are the people that we want to reach the most. But if you force Christianity on them, if you force the gospel on them, what you'll do is you'll end up pushing them farther and farther away from faith. I would still encourage you to pray with those people, pray that God would warm their hearts to him, that they would that God would break up the, the hard ground, that the, the temperature, their spiritual temperature would change. But you cannot force the gospel on people who are not ready. They just aren't ready to receive the message of Jesus. Shake the dust off your feet and move on. Warm hearts are the right temperature for people to receive the message of God. This is the right environment for them to be nurtured. It's like the parable of the sower that Jesus talks about in Matthew chapter 13. You are looking for the right conditions for God to grow people, to receive the good news. And these people who have warm hearts, 
they have the potential of multiplying 160 or 30 times. These are the people that you need to invest in. Have them over for dinner. Get to know them. Invite them out for coffee. Invite them onto an alpha course. Warm people are also gatekeepers to huge networks of people who are also unchurched or aren't Christians yet. So these people can actually serve as gatekeepers to groups of people who are unchurched. And they are going to be the ones that they reach out after they become Christians or as they're becoming Christians. And this multiplies the message of Jesus. Taking the spiritual temperature to find warm people will become easier the more you do it. The more that you engage with people who don't know Jesus yet, it'll become easier and easier to witness, but also to find out whether they are peaceful people. I know that it might really be uncomfortable at first, but the more that you do it, you'll be able to tell whether somebody is too hot or too cold or whether they have just the right spiritual temperature. After a while, it'll be really easy to tell whether somebody is warm. Warm people might be open to having you even pray for them. Try praying for them. Um, they're open to listening to you about your faith experience. They might even ask questions, big questions about God, faith, and life. Look for the signs of peaceful people. That is where you should start. That is where you should invest your time and build relationships. And then you can disciple them to be a follower of Jesus. Well, thanks for listening today. I hope that you've learned something that's useful in your uh, walk of faith. I hope that this is beneficial for your church. If you have questions about the podcast, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, please email me at johnhunter at churchdoctor.org. That's J-O-N-H-U-N-T-E-R at churchdoctor.org. Grace and peace. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Big Church, Small Church Podcast, a Church Doctor Ministries production. To download the show notes, go to thesendmovement.com. For questions, coaching, or other network opportunities, contact John Hunter at J-O-N-H-U-N-T-E-R at churchdoctor.org. If you've liked this episode, please give a review, subscribe, and share it on your social media platforms. 